The following podcast is a joint production between independent, aspiring media and lousy weather media. I'm just a small town guy with a handful of dreams. My future seems bright, or that's how it seems. When it comes to love, I'm in need of advice. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Wingcast. As always, I am your host, author of the book Memoirs of a Wingman, and stand-up comedian Steve Guy. Thanks for joining me, you guys. Uh, this is going to be another exciting edition where my upstairs neighbor is playing music, so you may or may not hear him. It's always amazing. Uh, this week's episode, I have a special guest, and we're going to talk about something that is uh, very near and dear to her heart. Uh, you know that there are some of you guys that go to bars, and you're like, I've seen that bartender was totally into me, dude. And she's not. But uh, maybe she is. We're going to get to the bottom of whether or not that happens, as my special guest today is Lex, and she bartends at the Tilted Kill in Chicago. She's a friend of mine, and she's here to help me set the record straight for you guys, pretty much. So, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to do this. It's the first time I've ever done it, so I'm really excited. This is your first podcasting ever experience? Yes, and I oh. came all the way to Cleveland to do it. That's amazing. <laughs> probably they have better, most places probably have better equipment than sitting in my dining room with hey, a neighbor no. playing like music this. upstairs, but it's cool. So... I mean, how long have you been bartending? Let's so start with that. I've been bartending now for three years. I've been at two different Tilted Kilt locations, and now I'm at the main location in downtown Chicago. So I definitely see a plethora of people. Yeah. <laughs> for those who don't know the Tilted Kilt franchise, uh, the outfits can be rather risque, I guess, for classy. lack of better terms. I've been told it's very classy. They're classy? Yes. Multiple people were like, you know, it's it's classy there. And I was just like, wow, thank you. I mean, they're risque in a classy way. Yeah. Right? I guess you could say it. Yeah. I, guess I mean, you got the plaid skirts going, uh, the tied up button Top. down. Yep. Yeah. It's, that's it. You got to be looking good to go there is my point, folks. So I'm not just bringing you some random, you know, 46-year-old bartender <laughs> from a small town bar. She's an attractive woman. All right. Uh so, but my point is, you if uh, if any of the bars are going to get guys where they want to hit on the bartenders, it's a place like that. Yeah, absolutely. Countless times has this happened to you? Um, probably like fifteen times in an eight-hour shift, and I think it's hilarious. But I also just don't care either. <laughs> like, I feel like it really depends on who the bartender is, because some of the girls I work with get very offended and they get very upset, and I just think it's funny. And I just roll with it because at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make money. Yeah. I mean, years ago, I was taught the golden rule is don't hit on the bartender. Like, you have no chance with the bartender. No, because most of the bartenders, like, I mean, not myself, but all the bartenders I work at are in serious relationships. They just happen to work at Tilted Kilt. It's a place to work kind right. of thing. Like, we're not trying to find a boyfriend or a hookup, whatever. We yeah. don't care. Yeah. A woman is getting a bartending job just the same as the guy. They want to make some money. Yeah, exactly. 100%. That's the name of the game. But there are there bartenders who understand that guys are flirting, they're into us, the guys are really into it, and maybe they're going to flirt a, 
like they're gonna flirt back a little bit harder, make a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I mean, money. I can definitely say I'm a victim of that. I will if someone's flirting with me and I do find them attractive, I will flirt back, but I just want to make a higher tip, and then I just like once they're gone, like that whole memory just is gone from my brain because I'm just like, I know it sounds really bad, but like I'm just I'm trying to pay bills and stuff like that. <laughs> And buy myself things, so I'm just like, as bad as it sounds, it's true. No, this is, this is what I'm trying to... Look, guys and, and gals, whoever, yeah. I mean, this is, goes to everybody. This is what we're trying to break down here <laughs> as we sit in... Of course, I'm having this show with a bartender, and I mean, you're going to hear a drink and ice go off the glass every once in a while, because we are drinking while yeah. we record this, because when you record with a bartender, you don't not drink. Exactly. Yeah. Uh... Have you ever given your number out to a guy from a bar, though? Yeah. That has happened? Yeah. Because Plenty of times, but you could go through my, like, contacts, and you can tell which ones, like, I've, like, given my number to. Because, like, I have it in my phone. It's like, I think this is Mark. Mark worked here. Like, something. Like, but most of the people are from out of town, and I'm never going to see them again. So I'm just like, meh, that's fine. Like, you're you're not going to text me. Like, I'm just going to, like, kind of humble you and give you my number. But, like, I might not <laughs> respond. I probably won't respond if you text me. I mean, like, like, for me, I can honestly say that, like, I know this golden rule. But I've also been at bars where it's just me and three other people. Yeah. And I have successfully hit on a bartender and we've exchanged numbers. And then, you know, I went out with them a couple times afterwards. Is basically the the concept like gauge how busy it is, and maybe you'll understand if that bartender is like really into you or not. It really depends, and I and that's kind of hard to speak on because where I'm at downtown, it's a lot of tourists. Yeah. So a lot of people are only because it's in the business district of downtown Chicago. So there are not very many sports bars. So people come there to watch sports, which is awesome. I love it, but. They're only there to watch sports, and then they're leaving because they're from Missouri or Montana or wherever, yeah. and they're never going to see me again. So unless it's, like, a regular that comes in all the time, like, those people that are just tourists are not trying to give me their numbers. But I get at least, like, 10 numbers a night, like, on my receipts. Yeah, and like just giving them. Which I don't understand, like, because I have to give those back. So, like, don't put your <laughs> number, like, on a tip, like, sheet because... My manager sees all of that, and he just laughs. And if you, like, write a little witty note, like, that could be somewhat inappropriate. Like, that's getting sent back to our corporate office. So you might not want to do that because it's we think it's hilarious because people don't realize, like, I don't keep those things you sign. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I, people, I don't know why people don't realize it. It says on there, merchant copy. copy. Exactly. And you as the bartender are not the merchants. That's no. going somewhere else. Exactly. So, like, I just, like, even when I worked at the location I did in Joliet, like, that was definitely a smaller scale that we would get numbers a lot of the time. And, like, they'd just be like, do you like me? Like, circle one. I'm just like, I, when I can't get this back to you. And, two, and then their like, tip is $2 on a $40 tab. Yeah, you like, leave no, me your I number and it's like not you. a 20% tip or higher. Your number doesn't even get saved in my phone. Like, they're, <laughs> like that is the golden rule I like to think of. Like, uh, you need to tip 20% if you're going to try to take me out. Sorry. Oh, that's, there are two great lessons already yeah. <laughs> right there. One, because you hand back. Okay, folks, if you've ever been to a bar or restaurant and you run your credit card, you are getting two different receipts handed to you. One is for you to keep, one is for the bar to keep. 
The bartender doesn't keep that receipt. If you ever worked in a restaurant, the restaurant has to hang on to it in case somebody comes back and they're like, hey, I didn't pay for this. And exactly. you're like, oh, here you it is. Exactly, the receipt. And that's happened plenty of times, right. too. So that copy that you're writing your phone number on, the bar just puts in a box somewhere yeah. and they store it for X amount of time until they're allowed to throw it out. Yep. So if you're going to leave your number, you need to leave it on like what would be your copy yeah. or a napkin yes and like something like that because... maybe not a napkin because as a bartender i know that like that used to be the deal but like now people still do it but don't you feel like you just see napkins and you grab them and you throw them away it depends because like sometimes when people will write on the napkins i'll like put it with like or like in between the copies so like i'll see it because like i have a bar back and i'm so thankful for him because i literally do nothing at work like anyone that says bartending is a hard job it's not you have to be really dumb to like not get it like your your whole job is to stand there and look pretty and make some bomb drinks like that's your job like there is someone else like, my bar back's name is Juan, and I love him immensely because he thinks my name's Lindsay, and oh. he that's what he's ever called me, and, like, I just feel like we're too far deep into this to be like, <laughs> my name is Lexi, not Lindsay. <laughs> so, like, he does a lot of the cleaning, so unless, like, it's not in between those, like, two copies, like, he's throwing it away yeah. because he knows he can't touch that. So, like, I don't know. I, that was, like, one thing I noticed going out in Cleveland this weekend is, like, there's not a lot of bar backs, like, here. Like, yeah, people do a bar. lot of their own work, which sucks. I feel so bad for them. Oh, I bartend at a small <laughs> bar, and but it's a small bar, so of course yeah. I do my own work. Uh, but it's, I mean, the larger bars, the busy bars have yeah. bar backs. It's, it's like, the, like, and I guess when I go out, like, I'm obviously, I pay cash for everything, but like, I will like see a bartender like getting hit on and I will just be like, oh, excuse me, I need a drink now. Like you, <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, thank you. And I'm like. God, I got you. It's fine. Yeah. So the other tip you caught in there, people, is no bartender is going to give a shit about your phone number being there if you don't tip them more than 20%. Yeah, that's huge. Like, I love when my favorite line is, like, this one guy came in a few weeks ago and he wanted me to pour him a double of Grey Goose. And he wanted a Grey Goose and soda. And he goes, put a little more, I'll hook you up. And I said, what do you mean by you'll hook me up? He goes, I'll tip you more if you only charge me for a single. And I said, I said, whoa, whoa, what's your idea of hooking me up? Like, I got to know because I'm missing out. Like, a shot of Grey Goose is $12. So $12 will get you an ounce and a quarter yeah. is what $12 gets you. It's like a $2 upcharge for double. So, like, don't be cheap. That's another big thing. Don't ask your bartender how much things cost because that's really annoying. Like, I don't know the prices of anything like, honestly. So I was just like, all right, I'm not going to give him a double, but I'm going to say I did and pour him a single yeah, and see what happens. So I did because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to like we like companies, especially Tilted Killed is very big on their alcohol numbers. Sure. So like yeah, most are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the end of the month, they'll be like, we over poured this. We over poured that. Like we need to watch what we're pouring, which is why things like that have to be like that. And so he leaves. And I only charge him for a single, but in his, I like put like a little bit in like the straw. Like that's like the biggest that's bartender the trick. thing. Oh, I know You got to yeah. put it in the straw. Yeah. And you can like, even oh, just that. dip the straw in exactly. and then put that side up. And that's exactly. the first thing they taste. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. So he's like, oh, that's perfect. Thank you so much. And I was just like, yeah, you're welcome. And he gave me like $2 and I was like, wait, what? This is your hookup. <laughs> you got it, man. Like, I'm so glad I didn't overpour you because like. My hooking up is, like, if I'm going to give you, like, a whole extra shot for free, like, 
you need to tip that plus some because I can. That's almost like a fifty percent tip that you should be giving. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I'm tipping, because, like, because I do work in the service industry, I start off at, like, $10. Like, I don't care what my bill is, you'll get $10 from me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just, a, I'm an over-tipper because, like, I know, like, people remember Because people that. suck, yes. People, people do remember suck. That. People remember that. Like, oh, so, so, guys or ladies, whoever you are, if you're hitting on a bartender and you're trying to go back and forth with them, I think the number one thing, if you're going to break this rule of hitting on them, is, like, show your appreciation it's not saying that because if you're successful somebody doesn't assume like you're going to take them out on some lavish over-the-top date but you need to probably look at it as though whether it is or not this is a first date so you need to show yeah. appreciation for them you like, need to say be nice thank you. courteous like, not ask people, the dumb questions when people don't like say thank you like when they order a drink and i put it in front of them i think that is the rudest thing ever like i don't care like if you're in a conversation you can still break away and say thank you like and this goes for like Older people that come into my bar, like the freshly 21-year-olds, like, I feel like people automatically assume, like, 21-year-old kids are jerks and they don't care. But, like, I feel, yeah, I feel more appreciated by the younger people than I do by people who were, like, supposed to, like, who were raised to, like, do better. Like, so I'm just, like, just say thank you. Like, that's all I'm looking for because usually I, like, walk around the bar and as I'm, like, punching something in, I'm talking shit on you because you are not appreciative you are in your own conversation as i'm running around like a full bar of people so it's very arrogant for your you to think if you're not showing appreciation to your bartender the entire time and then not tipping them appropriately on top of all of it it's quite arrogant to think i'm gonna leave my number yeah she's totally gonna be into it no no this is your first date you just blew it i don't want it like there's a good no i would say probably like 10 out of 10 times i don't want your number like, there are, of course, very many people, like, that I gained friendships from that are in the service industry as well. And that's kind of different. If you work in the service industry, like, I know you're not coming here to hit on me. Yeah. And so, but people, I know I get, like, watched while I'm bartending. And some people are like, well, you're paying more attention to them or you're doing this. And I'm just like, no, like, I would rather have a conversation with somebody that genuinely appreciates my time, like, than someone who is just calling me baby or calling me honey because I hate that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's like when guys that are old enough to be my dad are calling me like baby or like honey. And I'm just like, Bleh. like, I'm like gagging. I'm like, oh God. Like, and I sometimes be like, I don't want a sugar daddy. I make plenty of money myself. I don't want to be a sugar baby. I don't want your money. I, I went to a bar once with my buddy and he was just like, so downtrodden on females. But then there was a bartender and he had like his had already had this huge crush on her. It was a bar that we went to multiple times. We'd go to regularly, and he was already drunk. And he was like, "I'm gonna make a move." I'm like, "Ah, I think she's just really nice to us because we come in here all the time, and she thinks we're cool. Like, don't ruin it, dude. Yeah. Like, she hooks us up sometimes, you know. Like, don't ruin this. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm like, all right. Oh wow. She walks over. After, mind you, she's already given us a couple drinks, and we've already had conversation with her. Yeah. And he just goes, "Sup." And then, like, does this really weird shoulder shimmy and, like, lean in and just, like, sh- like, like shimmies his shoulders, like, does a dance move at her. And she's, like, just real confused and looks at him. She's, like, hey. Yeah, like, we've already had, like, a conversation. Yeah. And then walks away. And I just look at him, like, 
wow. That that was your Wait, moment. That was awesome, Romeo. <laughs> like, you just killed it, Casanova. Like, what, what did you think There's was going like, to happen? Especially at My Tilted Tale, like, we are in, we're not a freestanding building. So we are in a high-rise, and we're on the yeah. second floor. So the owner of My Tilted Tale also owns another bar that's on the third floor that's, like, a golf simulator, and then he owns, like, law offices upstairs. So, like, wow. all the lawyers come downstairs. We all know them. And there's this one who I just absolutely adore. I wouldn't say, like, I'm into him or anything, but, like, he's my work flirt kind of thing. Like, okay. it's fun because, like, he knows, like, I'm not super into him, but he's really into me, and I I know that. He doesn't think I know that, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> and, like, he is just, like, that guy. He's like, I don't want to be that guy that, like, just, like, hits on the bartender. And I said, good, don't be that guy. But I'll just be like, but, like, I really would like some onion rings. So can you, like, go get me oh my some? God. <laughs> like, that's, like, the extent of, like, me doing. Like, but you're I don't... giving this away now. I mean, this is helpful to guys listening, yeah. I would hope. Because there are guys <laughs> who would be like, oh, what? And, like, you say work flirt. And they're like, oh. I thought she like, was I feel like the whole time. Every, yeah, like, I feel like every girl, like, has their, like, work flirt that they flirt with mine just doesn't work at tilted kilt because it's all girls mostly there like even my bosses are all girls except for one guy and i'm not flirting with him because <laughs> i'm just not like i don't want to get myself in trouble right. but like he knows like they're like what would you what would he have to do to like take you out on a date and i was just like first of all i don't care how much money he has he's a lawyer he does very well for himself he's a great person yeah i was just like he would have to buy me a house. Like, I was thinking of, like, the most outlandish thing I could say. And then someone's like, what if he one day shows up with, like, a deed? Like, what would you do? And I'm just like, I don't know. Let's hope that never happens. <laughs> to, to set the record straight, she's not saying this because she's into money. No. And you already said you're not trying to find a sugar daddy. You're no. saying that because you're just that not into him. Yeah. Like, He's a great person. And, like, I just... I'm 26 years old, like, my youngest brother is getting married, and, like, through all of that, I'm just like, I don't want to date, I don't want to do anything, I just kind of want to live my life and have a great time, and I am, and that's awesome, but I'm just like, I'm not trying to settle down, I'm not trying to be a wife, like, I'm <laughs> trying to have fun. So, if a guy, because there have been guys who successfully have given you their number, mm -hmm. or you've probably seen it happen, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are some bartenders who just, like, Scribble down there, but see, they know. Like, see, when I give out my number, because a lot, like, I'm very loudmouth about being from Cleveland. Yeah. So, like, my number is still a four four zero number. So, like, I can't hide that. Like, when I'm giving out my number, because like, I can't put a six three zero number, and then they'll be like, "Wait, I thought you're from Cleveland." You could be like, "I changed my number." Oh, I would never change my number. Like, this is all I really have left of Cleveland. Like, my four four zero number, which is not Cleveland I get that but and my license plates that say Ohio that's all I have left like my ID is Illinois so like they're like hey they're like really confused because a lot of the guys I've noticed like they won't write their number on the receipt anymore they'll be like put your number in my phone and call yourself so oh, like man. I can't do one of those I deals. can't hide that that's a great move it is a great move but it's horrible because as soon as I'm done I'm like okay block like I ignore this caller do not disturb number like you, if if I'm wingmanning you here, I would just be like, you're bartending. Say, just simply say, I can't have my phone out right now. Yeah, that's the worst part about Tilted Kill is we're encouraged to have our phones. Oh like, in God. more ways, like, 
we're not like supposed to be like texting in front of like guests or anything, but like they want us to post on their social media that we're there. So like my phone is in plain sight behind the bar. Like you can see it. So like I'm a dead duck. Like I can't, I can't lie. Like sometimes I hope like they don't speak very good English and I just can't communicate. Like that's what I hope for. So what are some of the keys to success for a guy if he is going to hit on a bartender and get their number, aside from being appreciative and you know saying thank you, all that great stuff, don't be weird. Okay, like that's like like I would want like when I go out to a bar, like I want to be treated with respect, but like I'm not gonna sit here and just be like make especially at Tilted Killed. I feel like people get like outlandish with it, like they. Some people, even, like, foreign guests that come in, like, they think, as bad as it sounds, that we're a strip club. We're a prostitute. Yeah. So, they'll just be like, so what What can you do for me? And I'm just like... Well, Pour you a drink. I was like, I can <laughs> get you a menu. I can make you, like, a Manhattan. Like, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Like, people get creepy with it, especially there. Yeah. So, I'm just like, just treat me like a human being. Like, I'll freaking talk sports with you all night. Like, relate to me on that. Like, don't be like... I really like your hair. And then when people are creeping me out and they're like, oh, I love your hair. I'm like, yeah, it's all fake. Like, this is, like, taped into my head. <laughs> like, this is, like, I just want to, like, make myself look so unattractive that he'll just leave me alone kind of thing. Just end it off. How does a guy, how can a guy differentiate if a bartender is flirting with him just to get the tip or she's doing her job and she's just being nice because I mean obviously it's customer service whether you're a guy or a female bartender mm-hmm. you're supposed to be polite you're supposed to be yeah. welcoming and personable but how can somebody differentiate between this is them doing their job being personable and yeah. maybe a little bit of flirting for this tip and oh this is real flirting that's happening right now I feel like if I'm having a genuine conversation with you like that isn't about like the weather or sports on TV or like whatever if we're having like a conversation if I talk about my family to you like okay. that's everything to me because my family lives here and I live there so like I, I guess I do it more so because we've been getting like especially with the Indians playing the Cubs last year we got a lot of people from Ohio coming right. and it's like if I see you're in an Indian shirt I will talk to you and like I want to know where you're from like do you go to Cedar Point? Like, things like that. Like, or, like, stupid stuff. If, I am, if I'm comfortable with telling you, because people, it's funny, people in Chicago think I have an accent. So they're just like, well, where are you from? There you go. There's and that, they're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Cleveland. Like, I love the Cavs. But, like, I like Kyrie Irving. I mean, this is past. But, like, if I'm having a genuine conversation about what I enjoy and, like, yeah. not just, like, oh, I like to drink champagne and I like this, this, and this, and this. Like, I'm getting into it with you, like, that means, like, I genuinely and care. It's one thing for you to ask questions of them and right. let them divulge something. Exactly. It's another... When you're just, like, when you're only getting, it like, yeah. it's like paying 21 questions. So basically, like, the more personal yeah. you get as a bartender, yeah. the higher your odds are that, oh, there's yeah, some sort of interest Yeah, and then it's really there. disappointing when, like, you want them to leave their number <laughs> and they don't because, like, me, I usually... Because they follow the rule. Exactly, they follow the rule and then they you're just like, it. what? Come on! Like, maybe, like, one time, like... Let's let it work in my favor because, like, I usually work with another bartender and, like, if, like, there is, like, a cute guy or, like, we had a great conversation or something, like, I go through that moment, like, do I put my number, like, on the receipt? Like, do I put that on his, like, check? Like, I don't, I've never done it because I get really anxious and I can't do it because, like, I feel like nowadays, like, girls can't do that. 
like without being like, oh, she's a hoe. I mean, right or wrong? I I think wrong. Really? Yeah, because I think that it happens so infrequently that it's a moment of self awareness to me. Yeah, I right? mean, that makes sense. It's. It's different if a girl comes up to you and she's all over you and she's hanging on you and she's like, let's go do this and blah, blah. And it's like, oh, all right. Then in your mind, you're like, are okay, you no. listening to me? Are you drunk? Are you being kind of trashy right now? I don't know. And then it's different if you had this long conversation right. and everything's happening. I see what you're saying. And, and especially sense. in that situation, it, because like me, like I know I'm like, all right, I'm not supposed to hit on bartenders. And if I'm having a conversation, my assumption is, Especially because I'm a personable guy. Like, right. look, we just had a great conversation. I helped her get through the night. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, we made buds for the evening. Yeah. And if she was really into me, honestly, she would need to leave me the number for me to know. Right. Because that's that's just that's where society is anymore. Like, as a decent guy, I can as say a this. Decent guy. I'm trained to realize that every dude that walks in, for the most part wants to try and sleep with that bartender if she's really attractive yeah. and he's talking to her and he's flirting with her. And so I'm trained to know that that bartender, she, that's how she thinks. She thinks every guy's just trying to get into her pants. So like, especially at Chelsea Kill. <laughs> sure. So like, even if she and I had a great conversation, why would she necessarily think any different? Right. Or why would she carry any extra weight to that? So if she really was into me, she'd have to know. And honestly, that's, for me, like I suck at that. Like I'm a great wingman, obviously. That's why I have the podcast and wrote the book. Yeah. But I suck at myself because I can't step back from the situation. I can see what you're saying. Like yeah. if I'm observing everybody, I got it. But if I'm in that moment, somebody needs to just be blatant and be like, "No, this is real." Yeah, this is happening. <laughs> and I think that, like, for like a lot of people who, especially me, because how my bar is set up, I am in a. I like to call it a hamster cage. Because I am in a rectangle for eight hours, running around in circles, and I will easily walk seven miles while in my hamster cage. And it's like when you're a bartender, you can't break away from that. You can't really leave if you're the only bartender because you can't leave the bar unattended. Right. But for a server who's out on the floor, like it's different for them. They can break away and leave, and I can't do that because if I do that with a full bar, someone's not getting their drink ticket made. And it's like, if I'm uncomfortable in a situation, like I have to suck it up because I yeah. cannot leave my bar unless I'm about to pass out and die. Like they don't want me leaving the bar. There has to be someone behind the bar. So it's like, if I'm super, super uncomfortable, like I won't show it in my face, but at that, in the moment that I'm allowed to break away and like run, I will run to our back room and like pull myself together because I'm just like, no, you have, this is a job at the end of the day. But, like, some people do cross that line with bartenders that is just, like, it's inappropriate. Like, yeah. especially there, like, you can easily, you can't justify it. Like, so, like, the servers are like, oh, this guy's being rude. And I said, yeah, imagine having someone two feet from you just, like, harassing you constantly. And then you're just, like, you can't, you can't leave the bar. So you just have to deal with it. And, and actually, going back to when you were talking about having a bar back and bars that don't have bar backs. Yeah. So if you're somebody who's hitting on a bartender in a smaller bar and you're making them really uncomfortable and really awkward, I think one of the tells to that is suddenly they'll be like, oh, you know what? I got to grab more ice or I got to stock this beer. Or yeah. I, I need a bottle of this. I'll be right back. Or I got I to check on somebody's order. Yeah. I'll be right back. So if that's said to you and then that bartender comes back, to the bar after a few minutes like they're gone for x amount of time then they come back in and they immediately go to a different customer that's not you yeah 
you messed up you somewhere. You probably messed up somewhere. Like, the things that get said to me, like, are just so wild because I'm just like, the sad, like, I always say, like, it's not the young kids saying it. It is grown men yeah. that think that I, first of all, I think I care, which, like, I don't. And, like, I guess working at Tilted Kilt has really, like, just, un- I'm unfazed. Like, nothing, you have to really offend me to get me going. Like, and then I will just be the worst person you've ever sat in a bar. <laughs> What's the worst thing ever said to you? I could say it was probably when I was at my Joliet location. Um, I was a server because uh, one girl called off. They're like, we have another bartender, but she doesn't feel confident working the entire floor. So we had like this huge restaurant. I mean, it was easily like 100 tables in it. They're like, okay. she doesn't feel comfortable working the entire floor. We know you can handle it. Can you do it? And this was the week of Christmas. So we are oh. slammed busy. And I'm the only server on the floor. So somebody and so, was really in the holiday spirit. Yeah. So I was just like, these two guys, we used to, uh, the location used to be across the street from a Holiday Inn. So we got a lot of truckers that come in, oh. which is fine. Like, I don't really <laughs> care. Like, good on you that you do that. That's great. But like, be appropriate. And he came in and this guy's like, well, our title technically is entertainer. That's what our job title is. Okay. We're not a server, a bartender, we're an entertainer. So this guy goes to me, he goes, well, I know you guys are called entertainers. I'm like, yeah, because we're supposed to like put on this persona. We're supposed to be like Cassie, who is our like, the girl that you see everywhere, that's Cassie. Yeah. So we're supposed to be like Cassie. Which in fairness to you, I'm going to toss this out there to other dudes in this world because if they've only been at Tilted Kill, that's not the only bar or restaurant that changes the name of it because of that idea and perception. There are a lot of places that hire you and in their job description, they're like, you need to be an entertainer or you need to be this or that, not server bartender. Right, exactly. But continue. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm so busy. I'm like in my head, I'm thinking of the 45 things I have to do. And this guy looks at me and he goes, so you're an entertainer. What are you going to do for me? I said, I'm going to bring you food. That's what I'm going to do. And he just goes, well, I think you should jump up and down and give me a show. And I said, excuse me? And I said, all right, you're done. And he goes, what? He goes, I think it's only fair. Like, I have to tip you. I should get a show. And so I went to get my GM because I was just like, all right, if I'm going to, like, put this guy on blast, like, I need to make sure it's okay. So I went to my GM and I was like, Vinny, this is what this guy said to me. And he goes, go for it. I don't care what you do at that point. Because if that was said to another server that wasn't me. Yeah. Somebody, like, that guy would have been arrested. That, like, easily, like, it would have been bad. They would have probably cried. The girl's dad would have showed up. It would have been just a horrible situation. But I would, like, look at the guy. I was like, you you guys can leave. Like, your tab's paid for. Like, I'm not going to sit here and get told to jump up and down. Like, I get it. I have boobs. I'm not stupid. Like, I'm not, I wasn't born last night. But don't disrespect me when I'm, like, in a huge, like, pickle. Because I'm supposed to be nice, but, like, you you way cross the line. Like, that – and that was, like, the worst thing. Like, that whole – like, I remember what table it was at. Like, that location closed, and I remember the exact place that I was standing. That's and when, it gives me the freaking chills That's time. when, like, dude manager should have gone out there and be like, somebody give me an outfit. And just like put on a wig, just gone backwards to the table, shimmied a little bit, and then turned around and just flipped up the front of the kilt and just whatever. And I bet that would have happened if it was like another server. But like, I was just like, I don't even think I I was offended. Yes. But like, I just was more angry because I'm just like, 
you have no idea. Like, I'm a brat. Like, I don't like to be disrespected. And if that first time you're disrespecting me, I am going to come for you. And I will just make your experience here so terrible. So I'm, don't disrespect your bartenders. They <laughs> they get disrespected a lot. So as we wind this down, basically to recap you guys, and hopefully you all learned, learned something. quite a bit here in <laughs> terms of talking to bartenders, really male or female, a lot of this is a takeaway. Like I end every show pretty much, and I tell everybody, you know, go be a solid human. That's probably rule number one. If you really do want to hit on the bar, yeah. first, first of all, rule number one is you probably don't hit don't, on the yeah. bartender. No. Uh, but rule number two, be decent and kind and solid to them. Absolutely. Uh, be appreciative. Say thank you. You know, number three. Say thank you. That's important. Yes. <laughs> like, I can't reiterate that. Like, even if it's like I drop something off and I run away really quick, just be like, oh, thanks. Like, right. that's all I'm asking for. Uh, number three is tip appropriately. Probably 20%. start at 20% and then go further. Maybe start at 25 That would be, be even better if you really yeah. want to impress her. Uh, I think... If, for when we talk about if uh, you are able to hit on a bartender, your tell whether or not this is okay, the more she divulges about her personally, hey, she might actually be into you guys. Yeah. Right? That's the fair assessment there. Absolutely. And the biggest thing is just go into this assuming they're flirting with you because that's the job. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what we get paid to do. Especially at Tulsa's Cove. Did we miss anything? No, I think we covered it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it all is good. All right. Uh, What about, I'm going to ask you one last question because it's going to tie into ending here. But if a bartender gives you her social media accounts, not her phone number. She's probably not into you, but go follow her anyways. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) She's trying to get her numbers up. (laughs) That being said, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. So I do have an Instagram account. It's at Lex Christine, and Christine is with a K, so it's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E with two E's. And then I do have a Snapchat, which is LexiXO, and Lexi is L-E-K-S-I underscore X-O. And that's where all the fun happens. Oh, you brought up Snapchat. (laughs) I asked this to females on here. Uh, I try to tell dudes all the time. Look, dick pics, not okay. Uns- no. Not unsolicited. Yeah, right? if I ask for it, which, like, I don't, but, like, <laughs> right. I don't want to see it. Especially for, like, half of my, like, followers on Snapchat, I don't know. So I don't yeah. like waking up in the morning, like, when I'm sitting having a cup of coffee and seeing a dick pic on my phone. It's like, I don't know who you are. Why would you send that to me? <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah. again, proving to you guys, it's not Okay. <laughs> You know, consent doesn't just mean in person. Okay? Yeah, it means in Snapchat too. as well. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here. Uh, thanks to Lexi for joining me. Uh, if you happen to be in the Chicago area, go to the Tilted Kilt in the Loop. Yep, 17 North Wabash. You can find me there. I'll be behind the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Follow her on social media. Uh, you guys, I am doing Iconic Laughs with Steve Guy tomorrow. If you haven't seen it on my social media, uh, follow at the wingman guy to get everything wingman oriented and also have links to tickets on there. But Marty DeRosa is coming in from Chicago. Oh, oddly enough, awesome. he's a comedian. And so he'll be, he'll be our headliner for the evening. Make sure you get tickets. Come check that out. They are still available. And uh, other than that, hope you guys have a good week. I'll talk to you next week. And yeah, we'll be a solid human. I'm 
just a small town guy with a handful of dreams. My future seems bright, or that's how it seems. When it comes to love, I'm in need of advice. I'm in need of advice. 